Hey y'all, what's up? You are listening to Fallon Raquel, aka Foul P, aka Auntie, aka the spokesperson for Black Women Don't Cheat. And I'm your girl Jay, aka JQ, aka Jackie B, aka y'all's favorite baby mama. And this is Brown Sugar Chronicles, the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um with us this week we're excited to have you guys and actually we are gonna check in a little bit it's been a week of a lot of black trauma guys a lot of things have gone on in the media and in our communities and i just want to check on you how are you doing jay girl i just you use the perfect word just black trauma like i'm so tired it's so draining um but you know despite the the things that have come out this week like I'm just trying to stay positive keep my head up because I know it is so you know I'm not I'm, I don't want to like point any fingers at anybody but the the oppressor that's what they want they want to see us down they want to see us out and so it's just like we just have to adjust our crowns and keep moving and so even though I'm feeling kind of down and in the dirt, you know, it feels good just knowing that the fight is not over and we will continue to fight. So just what about you? How you feeling? Um, I can't, I'm not as optimistic as you. Um, this <laughs> <laughs> big blue, honest. I'm just tired, girl. I mean, I'm effing tired at this point. Um, it's like a slap in the face. And I am kind of like a pessimist. Um, pessimistic type person in a sense that I knew they weren't going to do right. I knew when the way the series, the chain of events with this case, I kind of almost, it kind of almost got me off my rocker because I was thinking, well, six months, they ain't said nothing. You know, we've been riding, we've been marching. You know, they didn't got this no knock, you know, law out here. I'm thinking like maybe. And I heard that, you know, her family made a statement saying like they, you know, they were not pleased, but in the fact that, you know, the family was working with, you know, local law enforcement um, to basically in Kentucky to, you know, come up with a solution. And I really honestly, I almost kind of lured me in to, mm-hmm. to thinking that maybe they would come with some type of charges that we would kind of kind of feel like, you know, this is justice because, of course, nothing will replace the life of that beautiful woman. But ultimately, it, America did what America does. Yeah, I know that. Slap us in the face. That, I was just going to say, that's right. You know, if you have been hiding under a rock, we are referring to uh, Breonna Taylor. Um, she was shot and killed in her home <laughs> almost six months ago. And uh, this week, announced uh, charges were announced for one of the cops involved in the shooting. But the charge had absolutely nothing to do with the shooting. It's just crazy. He they gave her neighbors more justice than they gave her. Exactly. He was charged. I mean, goddamn, <laughs> even in Delta, they fell in it. It's just, it's just ridiculous. He was charged with one-ton endangerment. Um, and like Fallon said, that is not a charge directly related to the shooting itself, to the, the murder of Breonna Taylor, more so just shooting into, you know, surrounding apartments. Um, like I said, it's been six months. And if you have been watching TV or if you've been on social media, you have seen the protests and the pushback from people all across the country just demanding justice and that's my thing like how can you see all of these people all different races 
pushing for the same thing and then come back with what you came back with. So, like Fallon mentioned, they have done things to kind of appease protesters like the law. Um, but honestly, if we're being real, there is still no justice for Breonna Taylor yet. And we will keep fighting until there is. And so we actually brought on a guest this episode um, to kind of talk about this and break it down, kind of see how she is feeling herself. Tell them about yourself, girl. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Um, but guys probably don't know me, but my name is Bree, and I'm from the Sunflower Chronicles podcast, a fellow black girl in podcasting. So I'm glad to be here today recording with these lovely ladies but my pop like a living diary where I talk about all these things that are happening to black women black people or people who are allies of black women and not just performative people who have a story to tell and I'm so excited to be here um I'm sad under the circumstances that we're talking but I am glad that we are getting our voices in the world um so they know that black women are a force to be reckoned with so thank you for having me ladies yes 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 thank you for coming on brie we we really appreciate you um meeting up with us um i know it's kind of late but and i know you're in georgia and we're in alabama but we really really appreciate you just sitting down to talk about it um me and jay we consider ourselves a safe space our podcast just anything that we do, and um, we thought, who better, you know, to bring on than another Black woman? We are all Black women with different experiences, and I think this is a great topic for us to just kind of sit through and just kind of, not even, I wouldn't call it a rant, but just give each other, you know, space. the rundown, space to just be vulnerable and space to just yeah. talk about how we see things and how we're perceiving things to go. So thank you for being here. Yes. No problem. I definitely think this is an important space to have, especially for Black women, because it is very um, few and far between that we actually get spaces in media that we consume where we feel like it's a safe space. Oftentimes, when we see ourselves in media, we're, pers- we're portrayed as the monolithic Black woman who is either down on her luck trying to scramble for the top or the woman who's at the top and shields herself off. So I think it's a good place to come and where we can just decompress and process things because this year has been trauma after trauma for black people um whether it is regarding black lives matter whether it's regarding personal things with covid still going on um this has just been a hard year for Mm -hmm. black people and then black women black women especially um no matter where you are as a black woman it's hard this year and so we need these safe spaces we need places to talk about this we need places to like sit and be mad and process every single emotion that we have because it's kind of like we have to grieve even though no but not a lot of people knew this woman personally Mm -hmm. we still have to grieve because we it still could have been one of us and that is the crazy part that i don't think um people who are saying that oh she got what she uh what was coming to her or she was resisting or people who are just talking out of the side of their ass about what is going on in this situation it's like you don't know because you don't deal with the anxiety of walking out of your house every day wondering if you are going to make absolutely or not even make it home make it to your next like there are people who don't like know that stress absolutely so um so one of the things obviously since the announcement of the charges 
Um, it's been a lot, a lot of fallout. Um, the latest thing, um, obviously, mm. is one of the grand jurors coming out saying that, you know, he or she wants to um, get the truth out about the process. And one thing about what's interesting about that is these proceedings are normally really, really, really private. But a judge ordered yeah. that um, the the recordings of the process be released. And it's so funny because the juror came out and said, hey, I want to get the truth out about this process. And here mm-hmm. comes Daniel Cameron, Kentucky's attorney general. Basically saying, oh, now, oh, wait, wait, wait. now I need more time. Now I need more time. I have to redact this and that. And I have to do this and that to before I get it to you. And I just mm-hmm. feel like it's it's quite interesting that now all of a sudden, yeah. you know, but it was clear to me during the press conference that he held right after the charge was announced that he didn't want really any of the information to get out. Because even though, you know, this stuff should be public as far as like the investigation and how they came, how he, for one, came up with um, the fact that this shooting was justified. It would seem like he would want people because his whole thing is um, don't let people outside of Kentucky control how we think, but he won't release the information. Like he won't release the investigation. But that lets you know right then and there that it's corrupt and right. he ain't working for justice and how people be like justice. Why it can't be because mm-hmm. this is a real current yeah. thing that is happening to black and brown people. Here's the thing. And I'm kind of pissed off about this because he asked for a week to redact the information. The judge turned around, didn't give him a week, but he's it's a two-day delay. And I kind of feel like at this point, right. well, y'all ain't say nothing for six months. So right. I need everything and I need it now. Right. And, and it, it just it just speaks volume to the fact that our justice system is full of people that shouldn't be in these public spaces and holding these public offices. And that's why I push voting so hard because I ain't going to tell you that none of the political politicians right now that we have, you know, are perfect by any means, but we got to work to get people in office that really want to serve us and want to work towards the things that the people want to work for. I am tired of my voice not being heard. I am tired of people doing the complete opposite of common sense. And Dave Cameron, he is not a person for the people. He ain't for the black community at all. And his silence over the course of those six months have shown me that he can't be trusted. Right. And they need to investigate him because why after you didn't say this is justified, why we can't get the files? Right. Why can't we get it? And then why would a juror even need to come forward and say, "Oh, I want to let the truth. I want to get the truth out." So you're telling me what you're what you're giving to the public is not the truth, and I'm sick of it because that's the one thing in life that you can do. You can always tell the truth. I think with this case, the thing that is very pertinent is that everybody in a position of power, whether it's politically or in the justice system, period is not for the people. They're in it for a check. They're in it for the power in which it holds. And with, like, I honestly blame um, the Fanta colored fascist in office right now about everything because he came in here and he made a muck of American politics. He said he's coming in here with new ideas because he's a celebrity. Jay, uh, what was one of the Kennedy celebrity, and he didn't do half 
as bad as the crap that Donald Trump is doing. And he just made a mockery. And he basically, he used the good old boy system. Mm. Like, honestly, he reminds me of some of the um, black men at uh, UA who pledged the white fraternities. And I'm like, we lost. Like, do we need to pray for you? Do we need to, like, (laughs) cleanse you with sage, dip you in the crick, hit you with a switch? Like, I don't know what we need to do to shake up your mind and think these people aren't for you. As much as you want to believe that they will treat you like a quote-unquote brother, they're not. This isn't the good old boy system. The good old boy system should not have to, should not work, period, in a position where you are responsible for 300,000 or 300 million people's lives. And that's what Donald Trump has shown. And he's made it seem like it's okay. And the other thing with this case that's very frustrating, um, on my episode, I have a few episodes talking about everything that's gone on this summer. And um, on one episode, I literally just came on there and I ranted about um, the rulings of the Breonna Taylor case and just everything that was going on in a post I made on Facebook about how blue lives don't exist. And they like they don't. I don't care if you want to spell it out in Latin and Greek and Spanish and English. Give me whatever. Blue lives don't exist. But the point I was making in when I was talking about this case is that there are serial killers, prominent serial killers who get the opportunity to plead their defense on why they thought it was okay to chop up and murder hundreds of people or 10 people or one person because they feel that it was justified. They get the opportunity to walk in a courtroom and justify what they did. But countless black people have to die in the street for their, and don't even get to tell their side of the story. Girl, they have we to get, get to tell our own side of the story. We, we, black people get killed doing like the most normal things. Gabriella was asleep. Right. Was sleeping. Mm-hmm. You're not even safe when you're supposed to be resting. Right. Never mind. And then another thing that I want people to understand is police officers, if you scared, get another job, baby. For if real. If you scared and you can't just go about it in a way that is equal <laughs> and fair, don't be a police officer. Because Please. there's too many damn people that's supposed to protect and serve that we having to give them protections because they ain't do their job. And you're supposed to be the person that anybody should be able to call when they're in need of help. I just think it's so crazy that even going back to the case that you even got legislation that says that you, you can physically go to someone's home and bust in their house. Like, yeah. I can't even, I just can't even fathom, like, what runs through your mind saying, I'm going to just bust in somebody's house? Because I'm, I'm sure Daniel Cameron... Donald Trump, hell me myself. If you come to my door and y'all knock, I might shoot you too. Right. It, right. it just makes utterly no sense. And Not might. Not might, Fallon. Gonna shoot you. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> that's the part. Him saying that it was justified, y'all. Cause the neighbor, the neighbor, the neighbor that don't have no name, y'all. The neighbor that right. don't have no name. Right. Mm. Okay. But, like, it's it's ridiculous that the system that these they're public servants like that's the one thing that just really gets me they are public servants the people employ them tax dollars employ the people and as much as people want to talk about where their tax dollars go your tax dollars are going to murderers but you feel that because they wear a badge and hold a gun and they say that they're supposed to serve and protect all people they don't do that and it's Oh, it's just so frustrating. 
having to sit and look at this case and realize that a wall with insulation, plaster, and some wooden beams got more justice than a black woman with a heartbeat and a soul. Exactly. And it's for me, I think that is the most important part. It's like mm-hmm. black people are just losing their lives for doing everyday things. Um, and then to think that as a black woman myself, that I could be here in my home. Cause I used to like when, when, cause this has always been happening, but obviously now with the, with social media yeah. and, yeah. you know, technology, mm-hmm. people are actually seeing it happen. And I think for me, I used to think like, man, you can't go nowhere, but it's like, now you can't even stay at home. And um, uh, also just to add to that, like just me being a black woman, I just feel like, you know, there's no, now what I will say is people have come out in dro- like in droves for Breonna Taylor protesting yeah. and calling for change and demanding charges be filed. And it's just like, I love to see that because oftentimes I feel like as black women, people don't protect us. Like we mm. have to protect everybody. We have to love everybody, be strong for everybody, but we get nothing in return. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, listen, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I, think, I think that's just what, but I agree with you stating that like a lot of people have come behind her because y'all, if you really think back on like the, either there are black women that have been killed and we know their name, but their name is not said. Or it, and a lot of people haven't rallied around. Like I think back to like Sandra Bland and like black people. We rallied, and like a couple of our allies rallied, but it was right. nothing compared to what we are doing now. And that's why I say just like perception and intention again, because I sit back and I say, if millions of people can rally around the nation, mm-hmm. calling there are people that are in the UK and Australia talking right. her name. For 30 years. other countries aside in from the United States. And we still don't do the right thing. That's how I know they had an intention to do the right thing because it's like when other people get in your business telling mm-hmm. you to do right, right. you still don't do right. You like, mm-hmm. man, at this point right. we ain't got no hope. <laughs> like, like America is the Florida of the world. Like, <laughs> I hope... <laughs> None of from Florida or have Florida relatives, but if you do, you know what I mean. Because y'all know y'all crazy thing is, is people be in our business, but then we still want to act up and cut up. Like we that kid in the grocery store. Like you know you just broke that, and you still gonna go and touch something else. Right. Our justice system serves everybody. America barely serves white women, and they only do that because white men like them. It barely serves men. And, and then anything outside of those two things, you're kind of just screwed. You're up the creek without a paddle. Like, we, we have to fend for ourselves. And as Black women, it is so hard to stay afloat and to catch breath and to get air to survive these daily things. Yes. And it's just like, like as Black women, when we're being described by people who are not Black women, the first thing that they'll say is, oh, she's so strong. I don't want to be strong. Mm-hmm. I want to be funny. I want to be intelligent. I want to be all these other characteristics outside of strong. Because strong denotes that I put up with so much bullshit that I don't have to. Right. But that's why they say it. Because they... It's like, you the know. The thing about the place that we live in, 
is that they know they put us through bullshit and they still don't want to fix it. Right. They still don't want to change it. And that's why they can acknowledge it like that. And they have gotten comfortable with it. They even people that even people that want better, they didn't got so content with how it is now that they kind of just brush it off. And I want black people to stop brushing it off too mm -hmm. because we play a role into that as well what we feed into what we give our energy to and we got to be so selective about who we let speak on our behalf right. y'all yeah because more and more there are people coming out and and they are saying things that are just not it's just not right and it doesn't make any sense and i think if we all govern ourselves with some type of common sense we wouldn't know that the things that are going on in our nation, they can't remotely be. This one fly, you would not want this to happen. And Jay, you said this one time before, and I'm going to say it for you. If white people better be glad. We don't want to, we don't want to get Okay, say it again. All we want is yeah. We could be coming saying, well, look, we could be coming saying nothing. We could be coming and doing. Um, okay. And At least I'm, I'm giving you... I'm letting you know. I'm making an announcement. Like, right. Mm -mm. But we on the cusp of it being by force, y'all. Yeah. And like, there are things that my my great grandmother, um, God rest her soul. My great grandmother used to say, "I never thought I'd see like I I, I don't think I would ever get to see a black man right. in office." And y'all, she passed away before Obama was in. And I say to myself. I, I never thought I would be able to see like a revolution, but it's on the cusp, y'all. It's coming because we getting tired. Yeah. And it ain't just middle class, black people getting tired, poor people, poor people that are black are getting tired, people that are upper class and black are getting tired, influencers that are black are getting tired, everybody getting tired. And we don't get so tired, y'all, that we just gonna start kicking the dough down at this point because it's it's just utterly ridiculous that we live in a world like this. And the United States is supposed to be a melting pot. We're supposed to be the free world where people can come and come and just pursue their dreams and make something for themselves and provide for their families. But you know what, y'all? I've also come to terms with that American dream ain't for nobody black mm. like me. And I, it ain't yeah. for me. Mm. Like, for me, like the, we just do dehumanize the, black women, like, wow, yeah, like the white picket fence 2.5 kids and a dog. Like, it's that's the dream that's unattainable because the people that were that could attain it were the people who already had it. Like, mm. it's, it's not, it's not attainable. And the thing is, is I went to go visit my aunt today. She lives in Athens, Georgia. Um, she is a University of Georgia fan. I grew up one too, but I had to divert in light of Alabama football. Um, but <laughs> when I was on the way, there was traffic as always, because why would there, why would it be a clear day when I'm trying to get somewhere? But I was, you know, sitting and talking, I was listening um, to NPR, CNN, all of this stuff regarding the juror that spoke out and I do this thing I'm thinking because no one else is in the car so who better to talk to than myself I'm my own best friend um and <laughs> I was talking and I was like it is crazy that in this world with all in America not in the world in America are protesting black people LGBTQ people Latin people anybody that is not 
and not in the norm. We are fighting for the right just to simply exist. We are fighting for innate things. Innate meaning that we are fighting just for our Black existence. We didn't choose to have the melanin. We were blessed with it. People who want to choose to love someone outside of the norm, they didn't choose that. That's what their chemical makeup is in their brain. People who were eight, like disabled, they weren't they didn't choose that. We're fighting for things that are, but yet we live in a world where they got to sit down and write on a piece of wax paper with some ink that they probably stole too, along with the land that said, that block write these Free Alma, baby. people, because it makes no sense. Like, why are we still living in a room? Why are we still living in a world with first formed by a bunch of old wrinkly white men who said this is the way we live and everyone else will adapt when you have to think about oh these people didn't want to give slaves right but yet you're sleeping with slaves and getting children and then denying Ooh. the fact that those children exist come yes, on i'm calling you out okay like why are you gonna like why are you proclaiming are listen america needs to stop so Really, even in even with what you just said, Brie, like my biggest problem, well, one of my biggest problems is these laws just in general. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are operating people use what they have until they see that it don't work no more. But something drastic got to happen for them to be like, okay, you know what? Let's revisit this. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's see if we can get a change. And it's just like we're living in a different world than you know, 19, whatever. <laughs> and yeah. so even 18, the 1800s. So it's just like, we need laws that represent where we are today. Like yeah. no one should be able to, and it goes for, you know, us regular people and it goes for police officers. Like a lot of the, a, a, a good, like a reason why they have been able to um, kill people in their homes um, out on the street doing nothing. Like, the reason why they have been able to get away with this for so long, it's not just the people. It's the laws that are in place protecting yeah. them. Yeah. So it's just like, number one, that's that's what we have to do, number one. It's like, we need to take a look at, the, or I'm saying we, but I mean, the people who we have elected, and just like Fallon said, that's why we push voting so much, because it's like, number one, somebody needs to take a look at these laws. Number two, we need to put the we need to put people in place who reflect our views or at least who don't have like our worst, you know, interests. Exactly. It's like, think about us. But I'm going to say it again. Why the hell do the people that supposed to protect us need protection? They let you know it ain't right. They let you know. And policing is like... Because they know it's corrupt. It's corrupt, y'all. Policing stem from slave, from people, literally from slavery times, y'all. Policing was put in place to catch slaves. Mm. So that lets you know why, like, that's the question. That's the the million-dollar question for the podcast. Why, if you're supposed to protect me, should I, like, why do you need a protection if you're supposed to be the protection? Because it ain't right. In every every single other job on, in America, if you have, well, the way it's supposed to be is if you breach any sort of major law resulting in a loss of life or a loss of privacy or intellectual property, you lose what you worked for. So if you're a doctor and you 
and a person dies on the table and they do that investigation and they find out it's because of negligence or malpractice, you're losing your license to perform surgery. If you are a lawyer and a case gets swung, evidence or whatever, you are disbarred. Heck, even like even jobs at like fast food restaurants, if you have too many violations before you get there, you can't even get a job. So why is it that we get to give these men and women with these badges um, and they just get to go run willy nilly? Like it makes no sense. And like education within this, the policing field needs to be so much better. Defund the police, abolish the police, put in different things that are way better require actual education because there are students out here who are studying studying criminology criminal justice and all this stuff at four-year institutions but then some black students that study it still feel too scared to go into the field even though they know the law it's like you have a bunch of police officers that are running around who were high school jocks who were the bullies or who got bullied and they're like now I have a badge and a gun so I get to tell everybody what else to do. This isn't your personal vendetta. Your job is protecting my life. I don't care if Billy calls you a pimple face pizza face. Mm -mm. You are protecting me and mine and you and yours and if you still breach that contract you need to lose your badge because you don't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, and it's crazy that you mentioned it about, like, the education, because even going back to what you were listing, CEOs at corporations have to sign off on financial statements that they didn't even prepare. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if something go wrong with that company, they're going to lose their job. They ain't even have to touch it. They just got to certify that it's right. So even something down to that, it's just crazy. We're sending people that are not qualified to do the job to mitigate and to defuse and it's just crazy like why would you send someone who doesn't work with people that have mental health issues to defuse a mental health situation like it just it just can't possibly be the people that are over these organizations and agencies it it just can't resonate with them like and it's people in the world that need jobs for those specific things. Yes. So it's like, why wouldn't you send somebody that works in that field to help with that situation? It just, girl, it don't make sense. And, and I feel like we, like you said, too much taxpayer money hmm. goes to paying people that don't work in our interest. Like, hmm. and it's crazy because, like, speaking of mental health, so I'm a psychology major. I'm going into occupational therapy, and I would like to focus my work in within mental health Um, in that field and things like that. And so um, the system starts failing black women as young as 14 years old. And the reason I'm talking about this moment particular is there's this girl. um, I think she's in Oregon. Her name is Soraya. Um, She had a psych, uh, she had about a really bad psychosis and her mother called the police thinking that they would send out someone to help de-escalate the situation um, because she was going to cause harm to herself and others, you know, calling out somebody to help. And the police ended up arresting her and putting her in a prison, um, a juvenile detention center for a mental health episode. Um, and there were so many hands in it that failed her medical systems as well as the policing system. And it's like, why do you send, like, why do you send a pig to do a giraffe job? Like, why are you sending somebody who has no specialty in mental health to take care of a four, a, well, she was 13 at the time, a 13 year old girl who's having a psych, like having psychosis. 
and you just want to, you know, take her to jail. But the sad thing is, is this isn't the first instance of this happening. This happened to someone else, I think, in San Diego, San Diego or Sacramento in California. Um, a mother called the police um, on her son because he was having a psychotic break and they needed help. And then also in the news, it's not even just happening to Black people anymore. There have been a few cases where children who have autism have gotten shot at the miss, not at the not knowingness, not having knowledge of the police at the hands of the police. Or, or it's interesting that you say that because also um, there have been cases where um, police have been called to school mm-hmm. uh, and children as young as six years old have been getting arrested. So it's just like yeah. we have to find other ways to. Uh, um, yeah, and and not even wrestling, just to like to to defuse a situation, like but, the police showing up to every to every um call doesn't mean like it should always end in an arrest, especially when there are sp- special circumstances. Yeah, you know, like and so crazy. we just need to be able to trust them. Like I need to be able to know, um, even my daughter. Um, is like when a police officer gets behind us, even if we just regular driving, I ain't breaking no laws. Even she kind of may make a comment like, Mom, make sure you just do everything you need to do. Or like, so right. it's like even our children... And KB is what? Five? Six? Exactly. Even our children are scared. So it's like, we just need to, we need to be able to, I want to be honest, honest to God, this is just me. I can't speak for everybody else, but I will say for me, I want to be able to trust the police because I know that in certain situations, um, I, I want, when, when I call, I want them to come Yeah, in certain, you know, in certain situations because that's what they do. That's their job. When people ready to watch TV, I got to do my job when people want to watch the news. So it's just like, I want to be able to trust them. I want to be able to um, call them when I need them, but it's so scary because honestly, a situation can turn so fast. If anything can happen in a situation when the police show up, really. And like I, and on the topic of just trusting them, the fact that <clears throat> they offered uh, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend a, a plea. plea. Yeah. And like, that's to a lie. Seat, y'all. For real. For real. And I'm, I ain't gonna hold you. I was on Hulu and I was gonna watch the documentary yeah. um on there about Brenna Taylor, but y'all in the first few seconds they was playing like the 911 call from the boyfriend and it tore me up. I couldn't even finish watching it that day because I'm just yeah. like to hear that man crying, like begging her, just like you know, just calling out her name, just stay with me. It's just like we I don't want us to hurt like that no more. Like it's just can 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 you if, if if you are a person who is listening to this podcast and you are not black, can you imagine having to? And I'm not even like you said that. Like I'm, we're not related to Brianna right. Taylor or the boyfriend. We don't have no connection to this case other than I'm a black woman and I can I, I like I can feel it. I I can feel him when he's crying in the nine one call. It doesn't seem rehearsed or fake. It's real. Right. And it's like people are losing their fa- like people are losing their loved ones. In this case, in, in Breonna Taylor's case, over nothing. No, right. Like so it's just like hmm. people, we we need to we need to be able to trust them. We need 
you know, number one, black men to protect black women. Period. Yep. Say it again. Period. Because um, we can't do it all. We, we need can. black men to protect black women. Right. Because we need to, we should be able to feel that. You know? Right. should be able to feel it. It should be, I shouldn't be like feeling this hung up and this hurt because this happened to Breonna Taylor, because Breonna Taylor could very well be me. Yeah. Breonna Taylor right. all of us. Breonna Taylor was an EMT. Breonna Taylor was in her 20s. That girl was wearing extensions, putting on her makeup and heels, had a boyfriend, was trying to make something. That's me. That's Bree. That's you. Right. That's all of right. us. And it was sad that we live in a world that you can't even try to do better. Right, you can't, you can't try to do better. That's what should scare black people into one voting, but two into being conscious of your surroundings and the people that you're around and how things are going on in this world. Because she was everybody, yeah. And I think that's why that I think that's why this case it just resonates a little bit differently for me because it's almost like. Damn, like that's 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 my that could be my best friend. Hey, that could have been me. That could have right. been me. Like, yeah. and it's just it, it's just tiring that we we just have to be. We just go through so much. And Bree, you said it earlier, but I'm gonna say it again. 2020 been one of the darkest years that I've experienced in my life. Right, right. Not in my adult life, in my life, y'all. And we just when I think it can't get any worse, it does. Like, <laughs> right, girl, it just keep leveling up. Like, just it's leveling up. Like, like every every month, some different happen. I'd be like, y'all, for real, for real, for real, some more. So like, like you gonna do it again? Like to put it into perspective for the people who are not black women or for the people who aren't black period, I have had to have a heart surgery on new year's day of my freshman year of college and 2020 still beats that. Okay. <laughs> like to put it into words, how awful this year has been. It like each month just out ghettos the last, like do I have to right. worry about a, another killer bees, a killer pandemic, an asteroid, the president talking about, out of his face. Do I have to watch another black like martyred on my t- like I don't want to have to dread looking at the news. I don't want to have to dread bring out what else is going out outside of my bubble. And it's like it's crazy because Brianna Taylor that she was she was a person like she was a person. Like people are sharing pictures, I think from her Instagram, her Facebook. I think her Facebook is still up. Like you can still find her and see that she was a regular mm. person. And for and if you can't find it in your heart to understand that she did right. not deserve to die because of the mishandling of the police. Like the thing with the whole case is, is when you look at all these comments, you know, the white people um, are saying that like, oh, like they're just doing their job. Why are people mad at the police doing their job? Well, the one thing is, is they messed up their job before they even got in the SWAT van to come to her house because the name on the warrant was wrong. <laughs> it was her ex-boyfriend, not her current boyfriend. And when they figured out they messed it up, they, that's why I think they offered that man a plea deal aside from he had the right, right to shoot his gun in a state that already didn't, you don't need to have a concealed carry license. You can have it and still be protected by the law. But he went out and did it anyway because he probably has the knowledge that we have to, right. black people have to protect ourselves like eight ways to Sunday 
just to make sure that we are in our within our own right to live in a country where we're supposed to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But yet we still have to pray for life and trying to figure out where we can pursue happiness in this world that keeps us down. Like it really is. I think we just have crazy. to. I think crazy. what's understood is they may people may feel like okay, the officer is charged and. Y'all just need to move on. And I'm sure that's how people feel. Because like I mentioned earlier, um, Daniel Cameron came out and basically said, like, listen, this is it. I'm laying out the facts for y'all. And y'all mm-hmm. don't need to listen to them celebrities and them activists and those uh, influencers and any kind of outside influences. You need to tune them out because they don't even stay in Kentucky. So they don't even understand um, so just just don't listen to Daniel that, Cameron can go play in traffic if he wants to. But really, what has happened <laughs> okay. here? They have failed Breonna Taylor even in her death, and we will not stop fighting for her until we get justice. And however that you know, in in whatever shape that comes in, because she, like you said, fellow, she was us. She worked a regular job. She had a regular life. And mm-hmm. even even people of different races should be nervous because hey hell we get killed more like they killing us left and right. But my thing is they could have came in your house, right? And you and I know white folks love them from guns. So my thing is they could have came in your house, could have right. could have could have been in your house and you could have fired. And do you that means you deserve to die? If if you my thing is as an officer, I'm thinking to myself, or not even as an officer, I won't I won't say that, but listening to the story, I think to myself, if I went into somebody's house on a no-knock warrant, mm-hmm. but then apparently they said that one of the the only one person told them that one little witness told them that they did announce their sales. But my thing is if it's the middle of the night, you can almost guarantee after 9 30. Me and my baby be in the bed. Okay. <laughs> so you come, listen, you try to call me after 10 o'clock. It's a wrap. Baby, you, we can't get you to text house. back during the day. So I already know it's a wrap. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. So let alone coming in my house and saying, it's the police. Like, I'm in, I'm asleep. So. Like, at that point, people are normally in REM sleep. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm, listen. Talk about Facebook it. Because people want to try me. Okay. People on Facebook want to try me. Like people I went to school with and friends with their mom. We are in REM sleep. People do not hear when they sleep. So you mean to tell me you expect someone to be up fully alert while they in REM sleep at three o'clock in the morning? Are you that, sir? Do you do that, sir? No. <laughs> they don't do that. And so, now what even what even is crazier about it, like even after all this happened, like I sit back and say, like. The officers, the bail that they got, y'all, $15,000, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm from Fairfield. Baby, I know folks that went to jail who bail been hired for less. It's black men in jail for life for a okay. blunt, baby, for a blunt. Girl, don't even, look, that's a whole yes. nother podcast. If you don't want to get me started on how weed is legal in several states, but it's people in jail. Okay, and then I ain't gotta it. pay the whole fifteen grand, y'all. They just got ten percent, just ten percent. Like, like, listen, what? <laughs> the whole prison industrial complex 
money for bail system is literally pitted against people of color, minorities, people who can't do like this is ridiculous. Like at this point, they're tell you this system is jacked up. And if you still can't believe it, you're racist. If you still try to add in a but, but what about, but this is there, I don't care. You're and racist. Your butt, That's racist. Listen, if you to me, child. Like, listen, at this point, it's either it's anti-racist or you're racist. Like, it's not even a black or white issue. It's either you you with the knowledge right. or you're not. Because because how could it by someone losing their life when they're not supposed to? Like the police are not the judge, jury, and executioner when you're doing right. a on. parking ticket. Right. The, the, you're, they're not the judge, jury, and executioner. I don't care if they enter your house with a battering ram. You still have the right to get in handcuffs, get in a police car, sit right. in a jail cell, and go before a jury and a judge and a statistician and say, I am not guilty. Right. People have the right to that. People forget as the United States of America consume and I am a true crime lover okay I love me some Olivia Benson I love reading about all the crazy white men who just think killing is okay but you know it's crazy how we watch all of these things in entertainment media not even in real life media and understand the fact that people have the right to go to jail but you can't do that for a black woman who was a first responder who was a girlfriend a daughter a cousin an auntie whoever right and the thing that and the thing that makes people so uncomfortable is the fact that she was black. It's not that she was a woman, it's not anything else. It's the fact that she was black. Because if she was a white woman, mm. oh, trust and believe, their head would have been on a platter served with some parsley and a dipping sauce. We can't yeah. have to tell us we already know. I think that at this right. point, honestly, it's kind of like you said, it's, it's time to pick a side. Either you're racist or you're not. Um, and you need to call it out and that's why like this is a whole nother podcast so we gonna bring Brie back y'all to okay. talk about this but I feel like it's the same thing with the policing situation it's mm-hmm. like either if you a good cop but you ain't calling the bad ones out then you a just bad, as bad. Too. you a part just of the problem you a part of the problem and ultimately the last thing that I would like to say about this is Y'all need to see a need and feel a void. Y'all need to be protecting women. Y'all need to be especially protecting black women. Okay. Y'all need to make sure that you put yourself in a predicament where you can do that and you feel compelled to do that. And not don't just do it because everybody else doing it. Because okay. eventually, y'all, you're going to get tired of it. It's like be true to it. If you're going to be about it and you're going to be for the people and you're going to be out here trying to be an ally, do it for real. And let right. that be a way of life that you participate every day of your life from right. this point forward or whatever point it was that you started. Let that be how you govern yourself at all times. That's right. I think. Talk about it. I think for me, like I said, justice was not served. Um, and anybody who thinks otherwise can go ahead and stop listening to this podcast because. We don't want you. <laughs> okay. We don't food go with around the corner and kiss my black we don't booty. with your kind. Cause listen, I don't. I don't. Okay. If it's if, if you ain't still screaming the justice for Breonna Taylor, then we ain't really got nothing to talk about. It's Breway, um, baby. I will say this. Um, her mom released a statement. Um, after the charges were announced, excuse, yeah, charges because it was three for the same thing. Right. But, um, her mom said this. Uh, 
the system as a whole has failed her. You didn't just rob me and my family. You robbed the world of a queen. Do y'all hear that? Mm, a queen. You robbed the world of a queen. A queen willing to do a job that most of us could never stunt to do. A queen willing to build up anyone around her. So from where I'm sitting, it's still just for Breonna Taylor. If I was going to be just for Breonna Taylor, like, we are not letting up. This, Big dot. This is just the beginning. We we serving y'all energy, okay? We 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 not letting up off this energy. All right. It is justice for Brianna Taylor. Yeah. And in regards, guys, on our first podcast, we said that we were gonna be a space to plug like businesses, um, and just basically to to build traction for folks. It's a lot of black creatives. It's a lot of people doing some really great things and. Um, I would just like to plug Black Business. It's called Energy. Um, it, the owner of the business is Jamal Johnson, um, college-educated brother, very sweet, um, super professional. He has a pair line called Energy. Um, you can, guys can follow him on protectyourinner.g on Instagram. Um, and I say shop with him, y'all. Um, Jay has said this. I love clothes, y'all. So if you got apparel, I would definitely buy it from mm-hmm. But um <laughs> so well. She's so and I like well. I like the message. I like the message that his brand brings. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all, we were out and about and it stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, energy. And so when he got to talking to us about it, it really just was a good message. Like that would say he's a good guy. And we want to, um, you know, get you in some energy gear. So yeah. we are going to do a giveaway. Yes, yes, um, <laughs> we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give away two energy shirts because we, too, want to. We, we've already purchased our own shirts. So we've already supported, but we want to support even more. Um, and we want to put you in an energy shirt. So tell them what they got to do, Fallon. So we're going to do a post on our Instagram page. Follow us at Brown Sugar Chronicles. It's B-R-W-N um, for brown. The rest of it is spelled just like how you would normally spell it. And basically what you need to do is follow the page, like the post, also, go over to Protect Your Energy and follow him as well. And when you get finished, tag three friends in the post as well. And so, once you guys do that and it's confirmed, uh, I will be going on the page to announce the winner on Saturday. I'm and- so excited. This is our first giveaway. <laughs> and we are real. This I really am excited because this is our first giveaway. And we really, like, we bought his shirts ourselves like i said i stopped him in the middle of a, a party yeah um, i really like the message and we want to we want to continue to do this we want to continue to support black businesses um it's really important it's really really important yes, yes it, is. it is and y'all yeah. it's energy so inner gangster but then it's energy like your vibes and how yeah. you feeling and stuff so yeah. we love it um and he's gonna go very far really absolutely yes well, y'all know this wouldn't be us if we ended off just like that because you know we got to push this vote, okay? I don't know if y'all seen a debate, baby, but you better get with it or get lost. Okay. Listen, I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. We have to vote like our life depends on it because it, it really does. It, mm-hmm. does. it really 
It really, 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 really does. I'm going to say it again. I don't care who you vote for, but you need to make your your voice heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should not be sitting at home on election day. You should get up early, early, early and go take, take a PTO care. day if you need to, baby. Yeah. Take you some time. Oh. Take care of your business. Right. You get down there because they working hard to suppress our vote. So you have to do what you need to do to make sure they know you can't do nothing to stop this vote. It's coming. Yeah. And don't, y'all, this election is going to be like none that we've ever seen before in our lifetimes. It's when you get to When you get to the polls, guys, and you got to stand there for four hours, you got to bring you a pop-up chair because you're going to be there. So do it. And don't leave and don't let nobody deter you. If you get up there, you know you registered to vote and they pushing out BS, you better push BS back to them. Don't leave these polls, guys, right. in November without your vote being cast because this, it's do or die. It's right. do or die right now. Yes. And you better handle your business. If you can go stand in line for the slutty vegan, if you can go stand in line at the club, if you can go stand in line at Target, and baby, if you ever stood in line at Walmart, you need to be standing in line at the polls. <laughs> I was just going to say, it ain't even got to be no long line. Just make sure you get it done. It, 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 you have to, and this is not just in the presidential election. You should be making your voice heard in every single election. I mean, those, the local elections are the ones where you really should be speaking up because those are things that are going to impact you directly, or if not you, immediately your family, too. if not your, you know, your child, your child's school. So it's just like you exercise your right, please. Pull exercise up your right at the poll today. Not pull, pull up, up at the poll. At the poll today, we gonna pull up, hop out, and hey. vote. Period. So, pull up, yeah. hop out, and vote. Listen, you need to order an absentee ballot. Get on it because you want to do that early. And if you need to still register to vote, that deadline is approaching. So I just need y'all to get on your job. Okay? Just like y'all listen. Y'all taking the time to listen to this podcast? Take the time to tell that. All right. Well, we're going to let y'all go. So remember, vote. Protect black women at all costs. Mm-hmm. Uplift yes. a black brother if you see him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell me his haircut look nice. They love that, y'all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just Chris. We want to thank Bree for coming on. We definitely want to have yes, her Yes, definitely. Yes. Thank you. She has some valid viewpoints um, and just is a really, really great speaker. Um, so we definitely want to have oh, you Bree. <laughs> so remember the things that we talked about today, y'all. This is a really important episode. Um, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Mm, um, yes. We love you. And we're going to keep fighting. So y'all stay up. It's Breeway. Stay up. Stay woke. Brown sugar out.